Now, I will tell you this. We are all Kenyan, whatever creed or color, and we take that very, very seriously, and we have a lot of pride. Let me tell you, all right, Kenya, um, Kenya's GDP hovers at around 100 billion US dollars, right? We uh, import as much as 18.9% of our food in recent years, right? The numbers are always in flux. But I will say this, we've brought in a uh, very, very um, fancy, fancy guest who comes from uh, a place that has um, a GDP of 500 billion US dollars Mm -hmm. compared to our mere 100 billion. And... A place that produces about 95% of its own food requirements. I am, of course, talking about Israel. And our guest today is His Excellency Ambassador Michael Lotem, Ambassador of Israel to Kenya, Uganda, uh, Seychelles, Mauritius? No? Not yet. Not yet, almost. Give me time. (laughs) Give me time. Um, You're the ambassador designate to TZ as well. And now you are our guest on 98.4 Capital FM. Thank you for visiting us this morning. Good morning. Thank you. How was the traffic? Horrendous? No. It was okay? Uh, bearable. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully uh, this interview will be more than bearable. Ambassador, we have brought you in because how how is Israel producing 95% of its own food requirements? Coming from, I mean, you're, you're an ambassador to Kenya and you've been traveling extensively. You know the situation we're, we're in. We're suffering huge drought, um, really failed rainfall and uh, a booming, booming population. So we're hoping today you can give us some tips and tricks. Good morning again. Um, I'm not sure I will give you tricks and tips I can share with you our experience. Great. No, I'm not an expert uh, yet. In, in Kenya, I do want to believe that I know Israel pretty well. So we also suffered a drought for five, six years until three, four years back. And uh, we took some very severe measures, uh, both legal. You couldn't water your grass. You couldn't wash your car. You could if you want to pay a fine of $500, you can. Oof. Uh, but most mostly we, what we did, we launched a huge project of uh, seawater desalination. Mm-hmm. So today we desalinate uh, 60% of our potable water, uh, seawater desalination. And uh, strangely enough, if in the 50s and 60s, also 70s, we were conveying water from the Sea of Galilee to the desert in the uh, into the Negev Desert in the south, these days we refill, we are refilling the Sea of Galilee with uh, desalinated uh, seawater. So we reversed the, <laughs> the direction and we are feeding the, the Sea of Galilee, which was dry because of this drought. So it's all about water management. Uh, then comes technology, but first the water management, regulations, policies, and then you, you bring in the technologies to... Uh, complete the work, and and I mean we're a country surrounded. I mean Kenya is a country surrounded by water, not just inland like lakes, but also we're on the coast as well. So when you see a country like Kenya and the amount of water sources that are available, do you actually wonder at times why we can't do a similar thing uh, and make ourselves more self-sufficient when it comes to water management? So again, I remember it was uh, probably ten, twelve years ago. I was in Israel uh, heading. Uh, as, uh, 
a department that was dealing with water in the foreign ministry, and uh, we were visited by the governor of uh, one of the richest in the world with water from Canada. And I was wondering why, why on earth does he come to us? What does he have to learn from us? So the quantity of water you have in a place is almost irrelevant. Mm. The management of, of the resources, this is the relevant one. Can I ask a really stupid question? A uh, really stupid question. <laughs> I don't trust... As long as it's bearable. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what he says to me every day. He's like, Davina, please just be bearable today. Um, but, Ambassador, <laughs> the thing is, right, I don't trust humans and I don't trust um, power structures. If we say, okay, you can desalinate seawater, my automatic response is they're going to suck dry lakes rivers and oceans and all is that a thing like can you run out of all of that no are you sure yes how come <laughs> you But know 97% of, uh, of the surface of earth is water so you can desalinate the water uh, and not only get clean potable water but, but from the byproduct the byproducts we do uh, fertilizers we use everything so It's, uh, it's not a waste. Okay. I so like that. You don't run out of water. Okay, and, and, and is there Is there use of, of, of rainwater as well? I know you're a relatively dry country, but is there use of rainwater as well? Yes, but uh, not very seriously because of uh, when the rain, rainfall in Israel is very low. So we have uh, the aquifers, so the, un the underground, which is being... Uh, Uh, used and of course 90% of our sewage is treated and goes back to agriculture and you know the second uh, and country that uh, that does it after Israel are around 20-25% so that's a major uh, contributor to, uh, for irrigation of agriculture. So, so it seems almost as if you would say that Israel perhaps has thought about this in a 360 degree approach right the water is being taken, put back, taken, put back, taken, whether it's uh, waste management into, into agriculture or, you know, desalinating And finally, it turns to beer and you have a nice drink. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, exactly. But, but, but then what can we learn? What can we learn here? Because, if we, we, I mean, we have, I would assume, more rainfall as a start. You do. Uh, we have a lot of water bodies, as we said before. Uh, we have a lot of agriculture, uh, which needs to grow. The, the, area, the, the, uh, the sector needs to grow as well. So what can we learn from Israel? I'll tell you again what we do. So we have sewage systems. You treat the sewage. You treat the sewage, you know, the area of Tel Aviv, about 700,000 people. We collect the sewage, we treat it, secondary treatment, then we uh, dump it to the sand, because it's all sand around Tel Aviv, and uh, which is uh, another way of filtering the, the water. And then it's pumped 30, 40 kilometers south Uh, from the aquifer and goes to agriculture. Um, and, you know, some of the best vegetables that we export to Europe for very nice sums of money are irrigated with our sewage. Nobody 
American for the taste. Nobody's complaining. Let's put it <laughs> no, that way. No, <laughs> 98.4 Capital <laughs> FM, your best mix of music, your best mix of conversation as Farid and myself strive to find some solutions for the drought that the country cu- currently um, finds itself facing. I also want to come back when we when we do come back and talk about Israel and uh, how reliant you are or how you're harnessing solar power because I feel like you're making strides in that area as well. All of that and more coming up with Ambassador Michael Lotem. She's an English actress, right? She did a cover of this song. I was like, should I should I ruin Farid Kimani's year? You, you would have ruined my year and I would have walked out of the studio. We wouldn't have been able to have this great conversation this morning. <laughs> sometimes the songs you pick as cover songs are the worst. You're welcome. Uh, Your Excellency Ambassador Lotim, uh, what, is, what type of music do you like? Different. I mean... Grime. Um, for instance, if... if Old French songs, Greek, very much Greek. Okay. Music. Nana Muscuri? Nana Muscuri, of course. <gasps> Jacques yeah. Brel? Jacques oh my God, can we play Jacques Brel? I have to look yeah. for it's Jacques It's super Brel. depressing, yeah. but it's so All lovely. All right, we can do that towards the end of the show. Okay. Now then, uh, Your Excellency, a uh, couple of questions. We have uh, left one, I would say, is, you know, what is the... Every uh, diplomatic unit that comes into the country has some sort of agenda or plan or wish maybe to work with the country that's uh, hosting them uh, what is the overall general look between Kenya and uh, Israel because we often hear you know the other countries with Kenya and US Kenya and the UK Kenya and China but we, we don't hear a lot about uh, the relationship between Kenya and Israel yeah unfortunately you don't hear enough uh, but uh, I have a very strong feeling and uh, understanding more than a feeling that with this government things will change definitely Um so what's my agenda? I say my agenda is to listen to what the agenda of the local government is. Uh, because you can do here so many things. As long as there is a wish on the Kenyan side, private and government, you have a wonderful private sector here. Wonderful private sector, which the Israelis have been missing for quite some time, a long time. So uh, if we have a good partner, we can do many things. I was joking until uh, two, three months ago that uh, that's one of the best places to launch satellites. And then I went uh, for a few days to Watamu and I realized that you have been launching satellites. <laughs> <laughs> Unbeknownst to you. There you go, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask, um, I know Israel has a lot of sunshine, much like we do. What's what's the story with solar, um, harnessing the use of solar power in Israel and what, what are we not doing and what can we do? So probably you were you are not doing what we were not doing until a few only four or five years back. Unfortunately, we were burning coal and diesel until uh, five years ago. Now a few things happened in Israel. One, we found offshore gas reserves, very <coughs> nice gas reserves. So we have uh, diverted most of our coal-based uh, power plants to gas. But on the top of this, we started harvesting uh, the sun, both thermosolar systems, PV systems, wind, 
not as much as you do here, but we have less wind and certainly we have less space than, uh, than you do. Uh, but Israeli companies have been doing this all over the world. Um, like even wind from Sweden in Northern Europe to Kosovo in the South, all over. Israeli companies are very active in alternative energy, in hydro, uh, thermosolar, PV, wind. And the nice thing is about it is usually they bring finance with them. We like finance. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. like cash things. You, you, you told us a story off air. We won't mention mm. the, the place or the person, but where someone has said to you they don't have water and you've realized that there are two or three rivers surrounding this area. So the, what we were talking about earlier, it's not a question of having water. Uh, just going back to our previous discussion, it's a question of the management of that water. And are you saying that Kenya could become a very self-sufficient country in terms of you know, uh, uh, the use of water, our own harnessing of, of the product, uh, and becoming a little bit more self-sufficient? Do we have that possibility? Well, again, I'm not a hydrologist and not an expert in, on, on Kenya. But to share with you my, my understanding, you can ask, do you have enough uh, cubic meters of water to irrigate this uh, plot? Depends. I mean, if you do flooding, then maybe you don't have. But if you do drip irrigation, probably you do. So it depends how you use the water. Mm. Not uh, just yes or no. It's, a no. it's not a yes or no question. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for visiting us, uh, Your Excellency, and uh, come come hang out more often. I believe you. Ha- you there's a food conversation you guys were having off air. I mean, I just I don't really like. I just don't understand how someone you know, can come he, he here can hear you. without <laughs> delicious, yummy hummus, falafel, pita. Br- like before we, ten o'clock. Always. Literally always. always. I wake up and I just put it, I put it on my face. I inject it sometimes <laughs> when I'm feeling extra edgy. Almost before 10 o'clock. I love that. Yes. Okay. Next time you bring food. Okay, inshallah. It was uh, wonderful to meet you again. Uh, and thanks for coming by. Thank you very much.